Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, I'm with me. I have tonight, I have Jonathan, and this is today at the World Cup. Um, England 6, Iran 2, Holland 2, Senegal 0, USA 1, Wales 1. In a, a brilliant day of football, in fairness. Um, loads going on. Um, injury time nearly as long as the half itself, which was mental um, in loads of games. And we're going to take about 30 to 40 minutes to go through this and um, see where we end up. Jonathan, how are you? I'm good. And you, Gav? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, uh, eventful day, to say the least. Yeah, it was entertaining days football. Um, plenty of goals in the first game. The Holland... Senegal game was poor enough at times, but I enjoyed the Wales and America game. I thought America were really impressive in the first half, but it kind of ran out of gears in the second half, I think. But um, I suppose Southgate and England will be very happy after the first game today, because I suppose the team first game is not to lose. And England have had their yeah. struggles in opening games before. Remember the last World Cup? I think it was last minute winner against India to win the opening game. Yeah. So there'll be a very happy after today, and uh, I suppose the, the buzz will start to grow in England as we speak. Um, John just says, Jew Bellingham, that's it. That's all he has to say on it. Um, we got on to Jew Bellingham in a bit. I did see people today going, Oh, that's another 20 million on his, on his transfer fee. But <laughs> listen, if Jew, if, just, if Jew Bellingham is leaving Borussia Dortmund, I'd say the deal is way down the line. Um, probably feel agreed and stuff like that, but he, he was excellent today, I have to say. Um, let's start with the last game of the day, though. Um, USA against Wales, of course, they're in the same group as England and um, Iran. And I think, I think this is a really good group because USA. They flatter to deceive a lot, you know, highly rated in the in the qualifying um, and kind of struggles. But I, I just think there's something about Wales where they just don't give up. They know each other inside out. They never stop trying. Um, and they've been... Uh, they're just so, I suppose, well-organised. And, and they weren't good in the first half today. They weren't good. They're 1-0 down. And... You know, it looked like a halftime they looked a little bit lost, but the second half they come out and they're a completely changed side. Um, they're just there's so there's so much going on from they're pressing better, passing better, getting the ball to bail, you know, making opportunities and they end up getting that penalty to make a one all. Um I just thought it was a cracking game of football and I thought, you know what, if it's a sign of things to come, I think England will have two uh, tough enough games, I think, against the USA and and Wales looking on that to me. Yeah, I was really impressed with the USA in the first half. Like they were young. I think they did the in the whole tournament. And they were they were looked like quick, energetic, and they paced all over the field. Now I don't know the second half did they tire or, or Wales improved was probably a bit of both. I think the key for more substitution and improved Wales significantly. He was a bit of an outfall for him, he kind of held it up. And I think Bale and Ramsey kind of grew into the game. They were very poor in the first half. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be uh, plain sailing for England after this. Um, I think USA will cause some problems on Friday night. And the Wales game brings its own um, derby feel to it. But, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that game. Kind of a game of two halves where Wales are the better team in the second half and USA far superior in the first half. 
Yeah, and you know something, um, Jonas is there, by the way, the watch along with Chris and Kev was quality. Yeah, it was. I, I was dipping in and out of it while I was walking away, and um, it's something we're trying just for the World Cup. We probably won't bring it back for Premier League stuff, but um, if you're interested in watching um, alternative commentary and you want to stick them on in your ear while you're watching the match and you don't have to listen to some of the commentators, go and check it out. I think we've a watch along every night this week, so um, if you if that's what you're into, 7pm every night, um, whatever game is on, we will try to cover it. Um, Owen Bork says that USA struggled with Wales going direct in the second half. It was just, it was like Wales just decided. For me, in the first half, what happened with Wales was they were trying to probably figure, get them, you know, you, you, you said it like the important thing is not to lose. And Wales probably came out with that attitude of let's see what USA are about. Let's get ourselves bedded in, you know, get ourselves used to our surroundings and, and go from there. And it wasn't working for them because they couldn't. They weren't stringing passes together. They weren't making opportunities. Uh, USA take their opportunity, and like 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 you said, the second half it was just like Wales. Just it was like Wales just went. Can we not just play like we always play? They nearly forgot they were in a World Cup. They just they just went for it. They, by the way, they had a huge following at that game. Yeah, the great supporter actually reminded me a little bit of uh, Ireland's Open game against Cameroon in uh, yes, good shit. A little bit ropey in the first twenty minutes, half an hour. And, Cameroon went one little up and the game could have got away from us. But that kind of as we felt our way into the game and got more comfortable in our surroundings, Ireland then started to dominate. And I think Wales was similar again today. It looked a little bit like rabbits in the headlights in the first half. And but as they kind of set into the game, I think as I said earlier, the key for more substitution was a big substitution for them. Like, I just don't rate Daniel James at all. Like he's got he's got no football intelligence, he's got world of pace. Ideally, he's a 15 20 minute man for them when other yeah. teams are tiring. Yeah, he uh, was probably Keith perfect. Was that but, he, but Dan James is probably perfect in the last 20 of that game when it yeah, got stretched. And, you know, and even if even if you even if you left Keeper Moore on the pitch and brought Dan James and Bale either side of him, now I think Johnson does well as well, in fairness to him, but um, he's the young Forest fella, isn't he? But yeah, he is. He, yeah. he is the sort of player where you go put him on for twenty, and he'll he'll get onto long balls, and you know he'll, he'll cause trouble. Mm. And not only that, with the world of pace, like you said, he has, he probably makes America keep one or two more defenders back because he don't want to get caught with electric pace, and yeah. it makes him. He might not do a hell of a lot in the game, but it probably is your defensive worries in the fact that you don't have two more Americans coming at you, you know, during the game. Um, just on this group overall, though. Um, and we'll get on to the second the game that went on what went off first today. But you'd expect Wales and, and America to be Iran because we'll talk about Iran in a bit. So it's probably going to come down to who who performs better against England. Yeah, and England could be. Um, it depends on what England would be could be true before the last game. So it depends what they do there. I don't think Iran will be as bad again though. Like in qualifying, they kind of kept a lot of clean sheets. I was kind of looking at it today thinking the old free five or Paddy Power bit builder was doing the rounds. I think Harry Kane blew that for everyone. But I was thinking mm. under 3.5 goals because Iran had been, um, I was looking at their qualifying, they conceded very few goals. So I don't know if they'll be that bad again in the second game. Their keeper got an awful bang uh, early in the game. Now, I don't mm. know if that contributed to the defending, but. I wouldn't write it off Iran just yet. I'm looking at the last 10 minutes there, so my Wales and USA look tired. So, yeah, and it's put, a four-day turnaround. Yeah, it's a four-day turnaround. But, like, you know, in fairness, in, in that game in that game today, you know, USA and Wales, it was a real end-to-end job. You know, there was no kind of, oh, we'll hold possession for a bit and we'll kind of, yeah. you know, hold their energy. Like, especially in the last 25, 30 minutes, it was just like, every time a team got the ball, whoever got the ball, it just went right, bang, everyone forward. And then the other team would get it back and they'd run up. You know, there was no kind of, I'd love to see the possession stats because I don't know, like, obviously they've had a percentage of possession, but there wasn't an awful lot of possession, if you know what I mean. There wasn't an awful lot of hold yeah, the ball, play, like look for. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a real, like, it was a real kind of game where, you know when you see these games where nothing else, nothing kind of matters, and it's kind of everyone just goes out and plays and sees what happens. And although a lot of matters because it's the World Cup, but 
yeah, they have a four day turnaround, but I'm sure four days is, is more than enough. Like the all these players um in both squads would be used to those sort of turnarounds at this time of year, yeah. especially. You know, so it's not if they weren't playing this World Cup, they'd be doing it in the league anyway. They'd be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, or whatever it might be. So I think they'll be all right there. Um I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who comes out with this group now? Well, England are obviously going to top the group and barring an absolute disaster. Oh, I don't know World Cup draw. I pick Wales. I'll stick with Wales. I pick Wales. I pick yeah. Wales, but the issue I have here now is doing England play America? No. Do you know what? I'm going to stick with Wales and I'll tell you why. England play because, America Friday. Wales yeah. England play Wales last and I think England will have two yeah. wins under the belt. And mm. they'll they'll literally just put out what they have to put out and probably get a draw, you know, and Wales, the point will probably do Wales. Um, but uh, Jono says, Acosta with the greatest cynical foul I've ever I've seen in a long time. That was right at the end. For anyone that didn't right see it. Right at the end. Yeah, the, the ball gets played long. Yeah, the keeper comes out, the American keeper comes out with heads it. It drops in the middle of the park and eventually finds its way to Bale, who's literally about to put it out of his get it out of his feet on his left foot from literally the halfway line yeah. and the keeper's in no man's land and this guy just comes in the back of him and plows into him yeah. it's actually his teammate at LA apparently um, okay. the, uh, it was being set, set in commentary one of the great World Cup moments but um, yeah he he uh, he absolutely just went through Gareth Bale for a shortcut and uh, yeah he did he, he took him out uh, Tom Boland says the classy is down for 40,000 in that stadium but there was 43,418 at the game, even with all the empty seats. There you go. Uh, Man City, you must be doing the, the seat numbers. I see that all, um, all three games, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? I don't think the attendance was great at the Holland game either. Um, it didn't no. it didn't look great. Um, moving on to Holland, though. They beat Senegal 2-0 tonight. Um, goals from Cody Gakbo and Davy Klassen. Um, I wasn't impressed with them. No, now, no I know it's the opening game and you don't like to peak too early because people are saying, oh, England have peaked and England haven't peaked. England England played in third gear today and won handy. And the Ram were part of that and we get on to it in a bit. But they look very casual for me. And they look like they, they could be get it, got it. Like the guy off Watford down the left wing is mighty sir, was just tearing your man poor the lit apart. You know, they could be got it. They were giving up space wide, where we were getting balls in the box. They looked, they looked. Um, yeah, I thought they looked very casual, Jonathan. And on top of that, they probably looked better when they were playing on the break rather than playing possession football. Some strange selections. I, I don't rate the lick at all. I think he's Dutch Harry Maguire, to be honest. He's big and cumbersome. I couldn't understand um, Daily Blin left wing back. Yeah. He wasn't quick four or five years ago. Yeah. And and then Vincent Jensen, I couldn't believe when he was playing. Yeah. There's some bats from the past. Yeah. I actually had to Google him before we came on. He's playing with Antwerp now. He had yeah. been in um, Mexico, I think, with Monterey. Like he was starting to play on the bench. I just didn't think Unless the boy had some sort of knock and, you know. Possibly, yeah. They're easing him into the tournament, possibly. Just that Dutch team won't go too far looking at him today. Uh, I think they'll probably. Get to the quarterfinal. I think that's where they meet Brazil. But I think that's the, as far as they'll go. I wasn't impressed with him at all. And I actually thought Van Dyke was a little bit ropey as well, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think he's been saving himself for the World Cup. I just think that's his form. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head because I was really intrigued to watch this game as to what way Holland will come out and play. And, and he goes with um, he goes with Ake, doesn't he? He goes with Van Dyke. He yeah, goes with the lit in his tree. He has Dumfries at right wing back and I thought he would have played someone like um, Timber um, instead of yeah. Delit. And He's then you're right with the, with the you're right with the left the left wing back thing. I thought Frankie Frankie De Jong was very good in midfield. I have to Frankie De Jong, yeah, he's top. I class. thought I thought he was really good. And and you know what? Um, I think it was Dan Gioma started up front, and he he showed real good pace and power and strength holding up the ball at times. But Van Dijk, I think you're right. It just looked like Van Dijk we've seen this season. It wasn't like he mm. tore up and he's extra sharp. There was a lot of standing off and, you know, turning and kind of not committing. Um, 
and you're probably right, that's just the form he's in. But on, on Holland overall, and I get to Senegal in a minute, but Holland overall, did he look like they were, they, they were very short of ideas? I don't think the attackers helped him. Yeah. Like, they were getting, Dumfries gave him a little bit of wick down the right-hand side, but Daly Blind wasn't able to give him any wick. Like, he wasn't able to get outside. Like, I like your man. Like, see, what I've seen of Coco, I like him, but I think he's more of a wide player than he was kind of playing in a, a 10, was he? Kind of behind... Jansen and who else was up front? It was Jansen and Danjuma. Danjuma. Like, I just don't think that three at the back formation is suiting them. I think they're better set up for 4 3 3. But it was four centre backs as well. Yeah. In the five. Danjuma and Gakbo wide of a centre forward, Depay or whatever else didn't play. Like, you have, you could play Nate Nacky left full if you don't fancy Daly Blind, and you have Van Dyke. And I know Dumfries is more of a wing back, but you probably get away with him right full with Van Dijk and one other. I don't know, you probably stick with the lit. I'd like to see the Dutch go 4 3 3, not play 3 5 2. Just didn't look like they could it suited the players. It was like round pegs and square holes at times. Yeah, because I, when I when I seen the, t- the team line up, I, I looked and I went, I was actually saying to myself, where is he putting Gakpo here? Because I knew he'd play Janssen up front. And then I was saying, will he go Gakbo and Danjuma either side of him? And then I was saying, well, no, we can't really because then you're looking at just two in midfield with them three lads up front. Who's linking it? And I don't think it do. I don't think you're right. I don't think um, I don't think it suit Gakbo at all. Now we get a goal, right? He gets a goal in fairness to him. He hit him and um, like I said, the Davy Klassen. But just for me, like. I think they were screwed if Frankie de Jong isn't in there because he made so many good... Pa- he, anything bright came from him. He made some good interceptions, blocks. He was tracking runners. He was really, really good, Frankie de Jong. But just for me... He'd look good in red. Is, is this... Yeah, he'd look great in red, in fairness. Um, but is, is this just the Van Hal effect where he'll go in and go, listen, I'll just play five, five at the back. And Look, I'd even nearly class Daly Blint as a centre-half now. He probably does play fucking yeah. centre half or Ajax now, rather than full back or wing back. And um, yeah, it was just a very strange performance. And I felt a little bit for, sorry for Senegal because I think, although Holland probably have the three best chances of the first half where they get in behind Senegal, one where Frankie De Jong should score and he keeps coming inside for some reason. And, yeah. But I thought overall Senegal probably looked the more likely. You know, they were threatening, they were getting down the sides, and I thought I thought um. Uh, Smiley Sar had a fuck, uh, had a brilliant game. It's hard to believe he's in the championship, isn't it? Yeah. No one's taking the punt on him. Um, this might change after the World Cup. Yeah, I thought. Look, Senegal are African champions, like so. They're obviously a good side, and you would think if Manny was there today, that could have been the difference for them. Like they're well in this group. Like you're obviously fancying to pump Qatar. They looked so poor yesterday. Mm. And it'll come down to that uh, game against um, Ecuador. Ecuador. And then probably a 50-50 game. Ecuador are a decent side. But, uh, Sorry, I keep saying I keep saying Danjuma. It was Bergwin. Sorry, I keep saying Danjuma. Bergwin, yes, yes. Sorry, that's my fault. Ex-Spurs lads, yeah, yeah. But, um, he looked really good. No, Senegal have good players. Like, good, um, we're still well in this group. They had... Um, Trying to score goals could be an issue for them, and she's Mendy had a nightmare on goal. That's mm. a good nightmare. The problem with Mendy is, is that Mendy arrives at Chelsea, and everyone is telling you he's the best thing since sliced bread, and he has a decent season at Chelsea. And then he's he's just looked ropey for me. And Chelsea are in a bit of a bother here because I think he looks ropey anytime I watch him. And on top of that, yeah, you have kept it. And yeah, Kepa, and Kepa is just like absolutely has a, a mistake in the bag every time he walks out on the mm-hmm. pitch. Like, but um, Holland get the win, um, puts them in a strong position in the group because I'd actually fancy Senegal to win the next two games. To be honest, I'd fancy him against Ecuador and I'd fancy him against um, Qatar. Um, who who plays next in that group though? Is it Qatar against? Uh, I'd have question. to look it up. Because they that's the only that's the only things I kinda of look at. When are they playing each other? What state will the group be in? You know that sort of way? Because yeah. Equ- Ecuador still have to go and play Holland. 
Now, if that's the last group game, you know, whoever whoever has Holland last, you know, oh, I just, I still think I fancy it's Senegal. Guitar, it's Qatar, Senegal, and Holland, Ecuador next. Okay, well then, if if yeah, but then sorry. if you look at it, if, Sen- if Senegal get a win and Holland get a win, you're looking at winner takes all their level, and then it's a winner takes all. I, t- I still think I fancy yeah. Senegal just from what I've seen over their first the first set of games. I think I, I think I would fancy yeah, them. Um, it'd be a 50-50 Ecuador decent side, and they scored. I think it was twenty-seven goals in qualifying. Yeah, so, and our Valencia, another fella who. Um, this Evergreen, I thought he was gone as well, but apparently he's playing in Turkey. Uh, so he knows where the goals are. But, you know, like, like there's no guarantee that uh, Holland beat Ecuador. Yeah. I think, but, I think, I think, I think what happened, I think Holland, Holland will be looking to put this to bed now. You know, they'll be looking to go in now and go, right, we have the three points, get one more. And we might be carrying a few knocks. And maybe he's done that today with, you know, um, daily blend out there, or maybe he's done it with the lit, and maybe he wants to bring one or two more in, like the poi, and they're just carrying little knocks, and he thinks get the second game out of the way, get the six points on the board, and we're through. Um, but again, <coughs> it's going to be an interesting group because one will stand out, and there's not much to pick between the following two. Guitar won't figure, and um, they'll be gone at the end of the group stages. Um, finally, England six, Iran two. Um, England. I watched the whole game, and no one there was never in doubt from minute one who was winning the game. Iran came out were very very negative, didn't want to play, couldn't hold on to the ball. You have to give England credit for that. I thought he he pressed Iran really well, like especially when Iran tried to get out, they were on top of them. The Iran keeper goes off. Well, he gets injured after about five minutes, and there's about. He's on the ground for I don't know how long. You get it's a serious smack he gets. Um and you can see is it Kiros is the Iran manager, isn't he? Um you could see him on the side of the pitch with his hands. Yeah. yeah. You could see his, his he had his hands on his head when he seen the going off. It must he must be a massive player for them because the goalkeeper that come on didn't cover himself in glory, but the best laid plans were out the window. But I have you to be honest. Yeah, and I think he just organises them really well. You know, you could see him from the first few minutes, England were probing, but, you know, every time it cut to him, he was, he was, you know, kind of marshalling where he'd be, and then that all kind of disappeared as soon as um, as he went off. But England were very good value for that, for that win. Yeah, they give away two goals. Um, one of them's a penalty, and it's probably a penalty. But having said that, England should have a penalty within the first two minutes as well. Um, when Maguire and John Stones are just manhandled to the ground for no reason in the box. And you know what? Um, England were good. They were. They were very good. I, I tweeted earlier, I couldn't believe that Phil Foden wasn't in the side and yeah, so Tommy had a knock. But, but like people were coming back at me going, oh, well, well, Saka scored too. And, and I was kind of going, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not having a go at, at Saka. I'm just, I'd like to see Phil Foden in this side. I think he had something mm-hmm. like, now Mount, don't get me wrong. Mount was very good. Sterling was okay and got a goal. I just think, um, I actually think Phil Fob might become a bit more important as they get deeper into the competition and they get into tighter games. I think he works so good in tight games. But overall, England were good. Maguire had a good game before he went off. He was winning headers. He was keeping it simple. Um, Pickford had fuck all to do. The, the one that surprised me big time though, Jonathan was. Um, I thought Luke Shaw was excellent for them. I thought he was excellent for them yeah, he- because. He he seemed to be the one. Yeah, but he seemed to be the one that was um, their outlet, and he was getting forward. He was he was making good runs on the ball and off the ball. And Trippier was a bit more reserved. I, I thought Luke Shaw was excellent for them today. Yeah, Luke Shaw seems to play better for England. He was very good in the Euros. He's uh, one of these players. Sometimes players play better in international football than they do in club games. That's why I never um, I can understand Southgate picking. Um, Maguire to a certain degree and Trippier to a certain degree because sometimes club form doesn't matter when you're on the international stage. Some players just play better for their country than they do for their club. But yeah, Shaw's a good outlet down the outside. He got up and down. Great delivery for um, Bellingham's goal. It's actually only thinking to stay. There's a big cloud around Iran at the minute. Uh, some of the players have spoken out about 
the uh, issues that are going back going on there politically in the country so they may they actually could fall apart i don't know is it a happy camp so like earlier i said i wouldn't write iran off but there is a lot there's a big cloud over that team there's a lot going on so maybe they, they could fall apart i don't know but look england would be delighted um, six goals and i know they conceded so gets work on as well like to keep fellas drilled It'd be interesting to see in the knockout stages, does he stick with four at the back or does he go to three when they play the better teams? I, I think it makes I think it makes loads of sense playing four. Because when he plays three three when he plays three centre halves, right? He gets so afraid of his full backs getting forward that he ends up with them too deep. And he start to get pinned in. And it leaves an awful lot of work for whether it's uh, Royce or Bellingham or um, whoever might be in the middle of the park. And then I think Sterling can fall out of the game. Um, Saka was excellent today. But with the four, they know that them two can go forward and they've two in midfield that will cover. And not only that, they've a more chance of penning teams in, I think. Like today, they had four and they two. And then they'd like it was like a four, two, three, one. But Sterling was getting very close to Kane. You know, so Mount was kind of drifting over to that left-hand side. So it was nearly like a 4-2-4. Four, four. Now, that's maybe down to the opposition that you have that you can say, look, Sterling, you go and roam wherever you like. Against better teams, he might have to stick that left-hand side and a better quality fullback against yeah. him might be going forward. Like if he's playing against a Spain or a Brazil or an Argentina. But, um, you know, England are very good. I just think it's a bit hard to judge how good England were, yes. you know, in the grand scheme. Exactly. They've done their job. They scored their goals. But will it be hard against America? Yes. Will it be hard against Wales? Yes. And that and if England want to progress, you know, in this tournament, which they get out with a group, but if they want to progress, you're going to see them. Will Sterling roam off that side against the other two? You know, Kane was very reserved for me today. He was looking a lot to get it come deep and torn but maybe that was because of Saka Sterling's pace. He was probably looking to get them in. But um, a really good performance from some great goals. The, the Bellingham header is brilliant. Um, Sterling's finish yeah. was brilliant. They're, they're all really good finishes. Saka's two finishes are really good. Like they, they, they. Um, when they got the chance, they took them in fairness to them. Yeah, look, England's issues are, are always come later on when they play teams with better midfields than where England can't retain the ball. So their issues are not going to be really exposed in this group, I don't think so. If you looked at Wales and America tonight, there wasn't much control in midfield in either of them. England's issues always come when they they still have that um, deep line midfielder in control again. Who knows when to go short, who knows when to go long. Like the close past 10, 15 years, Michael Carrick, and they never really picked him. So I... I England top the group and they'll probably beat whoever comes second in the Holland Senegal Ecuador group but it'll come to the quarter final stage when they first get found, tested will the midfield of Mount Rice and Bellingham be good enough I still don't know if they have that ball playing midfielder who can just mm. take the stick out of the game know when to go short when to go long they've, they've yeah, never had one I think... that's where they're failing I think we, when you look at that midfield today from England, you know, Royce does what Royce does. He gets around the pitch. He's physical. He gets, he's, a, he's a good footballer. Um, I'm still a bit on the yeah, fence. I like, people, I, I like him. But I just think I'm a yeah. bit on the fence when people start telling you he's world class and he's and I'm going to go, mm, uh, I'm not too sure. Bellingham was everywhere today. Like, and that's just not, that's not me as a Liverpool fan hoping he signs for Liverpool. He was everywhere. And the thing was, mm. in the first 15, in the first 50, I was watching it on, I think it was Fox Sports, I think I was watching it on, it was, the commentary was good, but um, I think Landon Donovan was on the, it was Landon Donovan, and it, he was, he actually called it brilliantly, because Royce and Bellingham were beside each other, you know, on the pitch, passing square and stuff like that, and Landon Donovan just turns around and says, they probably need to get um, Joe Bellingham 15 yards ahead of Royce, and leave Royce in there on his own, He's well capable of dealing with what's coming from Iran. And literally a couple of minutes later, Bellingham gets into these positions and there he is in the box. And he and Landon Donovan was going on about it a lot, saying, listen, you're not going to get an awful lot of space in the middle here. They need to get men in the box when it gets wide. And there, 
like he, he kills two boards at one stone because Bellingham does break away from that kind of you know straight line. He was forming with Rice, gets in the box, and the ball wide from wide is good from Sean. He scores that header, and but defensively he was good and under pressure he was good. But I kind of know where you're coming from. You know, I look at I look at Joe Bellingham as someone that yeah can track back and and get forward. But I know what you're saying. Someone like a sitting midfielder is just going to pop balls off and, you know, in a kind of pillow sort of way. But exactly. Yeah. Having said that, the threat England have with Saka, with um, Sterling, Mounts, uh, Foden, if he was in there, uh, Kane, it, it does make teams sit back. It does make teams worry because, in fairness, England, and again, it's probably the opposition, but England left Saka. Sterling, Kane, um, and Mount very, very high up the pitch and nearly all times, especially in the first half. Yeah, you think like England have probably attacking turns are probably the top three or four teams in the tournament. Like, especially now with France after losing Benzema and Goku. Brazil, France still have quality in the final third. Maybe Portugal as well. Like England have got serious attacking threat. So and options off the bench as well. Like they brought on Grealish, who hasn't been having a great season. They brought on Foden, like so they have options. Rashford comes on and scores. Rashford, yeah. Pace off the Good bench. Goal so. as well. A great fantastic touch to cut inside. Um, yeah. like England have a chance, there's no doubt about it. Like as you said, they could get to a quarter final. Probably France or Denmark, more than likely France. And England have players that can hurt. The issue for England again is, as I said already, the midfield and, and the serious question marks over centre back. Do you trust Maguire and John Stones when it comes to playing the elite? Like if you're playing Mbappe, Olivier Giroud, and I don't know who, maybe Dimbele, I don't know, or Griezmann or something, do you trust them? Or do you have to play against Vinicius, Neymar, and I don't know, on the right side, Anthony? Do you trust that back four against the elite teams? The only, thing, the, the only thing I'd say for England is, right, I think the biggest thing in this tournament for England is how brave they are. Because I get where you're coming from, right? If England go out there and Southgate reverts back to what he usually does, where, like you said earlier, does he do four, does he do five? And he goes five. And immediately it ends up being five, four, one. And that one ends up being Harry Kane. Harry Kane looks like he's lost up there on his own. He's a bit isolated. The the likes of Sackett and Sterling who are in that four are literally just covering Shaw and Trippier, right, to help them out. And the two lads in midfield invariably end up being played around with three from France or whatever it might be. But I think if England are brave, and just and again, I'm looking at it today and I know the opposition, but for me, if England went out there and says, right, listen, Trippier or Shaw do not, one of them do not bomb forward at all times because I think it's Shaw's job to do that today, right? Yeah. Whatever centre halves you go with, if he fancies um, Maguire and Stones, if he goes with that fine and he keeps a full back back and he says, right, and now the two in front are maybe a bit of licence for Bellingham, but Roy sticks. But the important thing is the three ahead of them are given licence to stay up the pitch. And I'm not talking about when England are defending that they're fucking standing up front. I'm talking about they're not just standing in front of their fullbacks all day. They're, they're pressing the opposition fullback or they're making things. You know, where even when the England win a ball back, they're not getting a 30 yards from their own goal. They're getting around the halfway line. It makes a huge difference. I think bravery here from England is probably going to be their biggest issue because they have yeah. got really good attacking talent. They have got people off the bench in a lot of positions. But I just think that what may hold them back is if the bravery gets torn down a couple of notches and they end up sitting in. And if they sit in, I know they could be really good on the break as well, but if they sit in, other teams will hurt them. Um, other teams will hurt them. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, really. Do you, do you give them a chance of winning it? Um, quarter final at least. Yeah. At least. At least. Um, but I just... I would I'd worry over their goalkeeper. I'd worry over their centre half partnership and I'd worry over their manager falling back into going out in the games not to be beaten. And he ends up going too far the other way where they're not really showing much but they're under the cosh. 
Um, I think they will get to a quarter final, but I, I think if they come up against a Brazil, um, an Argentina, possibly even a Croatia, someone, and I don't even know if we can get them fucking teams. Like I haven't even looked um, at the chart. It looks like more than likely be France or Denmark in a quarter final, depending on who tops that group. Mm-hmm. Um, like France, go either with them. Um, it could explode. Like, like Kevin Sullivan says there, they beat Denmark, but they'd struggle versus France. But Denmark play a very kind of British game as well. You know? And England, England might find it hard. Look, listen, we could be sitting here in two and a half weeks time and in the semi-final. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Like, But I, I think if England are to progress beyond the quarter-final, it's going to take, it's going to take some bravery. It's going to take some bravery from the manager and it's going to take big performances from a goalkeeper and centre back. I think the rest can look after themselves. You know, if he if he if he doesn't want if he if he doesn't want to play Bellingham because he's probably too attack minded, although I think he was very good defensively again today, he can go in with a Calvin Phillips. He can even put a Jordan Henderson in there, whoever he wants to put in there, you know, and go that bit more solid. But if he's gonna go more solid in midfield, he has to keep those players up front to threaten. Because you like genuinely if you if it's a bit like when you watch Liverpool and you go Liverpool are letting Mane stay up a little bit. They're letting Salah stay up a little bit. Or, you know, and teams, instead of bombing at you, kind of tentatively leave full-backs back and they give you a chance to defend. And then it's up to you playing against them and their forward. So I think it's um, I think it's going to... If they're brave, I think they can go a long way in it. Because I think they have... They yeah, have look, we'll probably learn more about them Friday night against America. Today they weren't tested. I think they'd be tested more against the United States on Friday night. And America probably, probably know they're coming out. America probably know they're coming out on Friday knowing they need to get something. Mm. Because if America lose, they'd be looking at probably possibly Wales having four points. They're, they're having one. Wales are going into the last game against England who are already qualified and could probably England probably just hand Wales a draw and they all move on. You know the sort of way. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Um you looking forward to tomorrow's games? Yeah, Argentina are on first, so I'm looking forward to seeing Messi. I have him back to be top goal scorer. So are we? Are we? Are we up to four games a day? Yeah, four games a day tomorrow. Yeah, from tomorrow, tomorrow is the it? first one. Yeah, yeah, Argentina, Saudi Arabia first. Yeah, then Denmark, Tunisia, then Mexico, Poland, and France, Australia. Is yeah, we like we. We'll have a watch along for France Australia tomorrow. I think Kevin Chris are on that again. Um and tomorrow we will have today at the World Cup as well. I I probably have it written down here as to who's on. I do look, Jesus, I'm well organized, haven't I? Uh tomorrow, Kevin Chris for France Australia. And um Chris is gonna stay on with Matt at ten PM to go through the day's games. Uh, yeah, Emma Cavanagh confirms there. Remember back in the day when there was no floodlights in Lansdowne, you used to be able to bring a letter into school to get the half day. Yeah, it's the, the only thing is now we're too old to be in school, so it's trying to get out of doing yeah. work and doing Remember stuff at home. A isn't letter, it? A letter yeah. into work. And, uh, my, my, I had, I, I had, um, I was dusting around the house saying I had had the football on. My wife said, "Is that the World Cup?" So yeah, how long's that on for? It was like four weeks, and she's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, we're gonna have to put up with this for four weeks." Like literally, every time she looked, I was just standing, kind of going, "Oh, what's going on in that game?" So, um, but look, four four games tomorrow, um, and they're all decent games. Like even the ones that you don't right. think are going to be decent end up. Um, Mexico, Mexico Poland is a big game. Yeah, big, I think they're all they, they all look decent tomorrow. Um, but look, it was a good day of football. England England trashed Iran. Holland got away with a, with a win, and they'll be delighted with that, having not played well. America and Wales overall, a draw was probably fair. Probably fair, yeah. Yeah, America probably felt the edge they're over, but Wales in the second half, with the, with the second half performance, probably deserved that point. Um, anything else? Anything else before we go? Um, Qataris have spent $200 billion. I said they're probably not even happy to have the World Cup now. It's mm. shone light on um, the regime, I'd say. Yeah. Actually, what did you make? What did you make of this thing with the armbands? I see. Roy Keane said they should just take the booking. Mm. I don't know. It's um, if you're a footballer, you probably dreamed of getting to the World Cup. You don't dream of being suspended after two games. Like, 
And one of the buckets, I don't know. I, I, I think um, what it looks like to me is that um, the week before the World Cup, Qatar have just said, look, I know we promised X, Y, and Z, but what? You're not going to pull the tournament on us now. Yeah. So, we're so no alcohol. This time, yeah. Today, yeah. And, and the thing That's is, like, the thing is, like, these armbands have been worn in FIFA sanctioned games before. Right? I'm, I'm sure of it. They have yeah. to be. You know what I mean? Um, and all of a sudden, these armbands. So it's it's clearly something that's come out of Qatar. It's not FIFA. Like, FIFA yeah. could have told them this rule three months ago. You know, players aren't allowed to hold anything political or stuff like that. And I don't even think that armband comes under personal beliefs anyway. You know, it might fall under personal beliefs, but it doesn't fall under advertising or political or whatever it might, whatever they fucking have in their real book. Um, but uh, see, Cotter says gay rights are political, by the way. Um, I don't agree that gay rights are political. I don't I think, think they're it's just a, a basic thing. human right. I think, well, it's, I don't even. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, it's probably a, a, a human right, but it shouldn't even be called a right. You know, the human, and, and what I mean by that is, is that, listen, we're in a world where, and I, this is the way I feel about it, if you want to be gay, straight, whatever you want to be, right, just do it, you're not harming anybody, just do it, it's no problem, right, yeah. what I'm saying is, like, you can't call that a political statement, Right, you probably call it a personal statement. It's definitely not an advertisement. But FIFA could have come out with that ages ago and said, "Listen, we know you're going to wear these things, but you're not allowed." Now, if they've been warning games, qualifying games for the World Cup, they've been in officially sanctioned games under the umbrella of FIFA through the guise of UEFA when you're in those those um, qualifying games. Um, I think you should have warned the armbands today. Because yeah, I, I think it's unfair on uh, 32 players to have to just automatically take a book. Because only going to be the captain wearing the armband. It wouldn't be all 11 players wearing it. A lot of pressure on one individual to wear an yeah. armband. Well, then all of them wear That's what like, should happen. Like, but, but you see, the thing is, right? The one thing team is, should agree to it. Every right. team but, to but, tournament but, but should the agree thing, to it. But the thing is, right? They've worn these before. No doubt. They say they're going to wear them, and FIFA don't pull this rule out of their ass three months ago. They pull it out of their ass today, right? Because I think you're spot on. I think Qatar have turned around in the last three or four days and said, oh, yeah, we know we've promised you could drink. Well, you're not. Um, we know you, we, we didn't send about those armbands. No, it doesn't happen. We're against, um, we're against homosexuality in this country, and you will not be promoting it. Blah, blah, blah. And that's it. You're not going to pull the tournament. That's absolutely fine. And there's probably an element of that where, you know, how this tournament has ended up here um, uh, and the agreements that have been made in the background, shall I say. Um, people don't want to rock any boats there because they could be end up being exposed for certain things, right? But I don't understand why those... Like, as as in, as a as a football association like of England or Holland, why they didn't go to FIFA and go, hold on, this, this real, you didn't pull this real three months ago. So why are you mm. pulling it now? You know what I mean? So now, we're, we're, is this a regime we're walking in within this football tournament now? Is that what we're saying? And FIFA pride themselves on, and I lose, use that lightly, <laughs> and that saying pride themselves, but the world game, you know, the inclusive yeah. game, and, you know, and as soon as this World Cup's over, the, you know, you can be guaranteed, in the, is it America and Canada are hosting it next one? America um, and Canada. Maybe, America as well, maybe. But America and Canada, you, yeah. you can be guaranteed, right? There'll be there'll be the rainbow flags everywhere and FIFA will have an absolute ball and they'll play on that and they'll be selling yeah. flags with the FIFA logo and, and everything on it, right? But what happens if America turn around and say, well, Ronaldo can't come into our country and play that World Cup? Now, I know he'd be too old, right? But Ronaldo can't come into that tournament. You can be guaranteed FIFA will go, hold on a minute. This is a fucking football tournament. We're trying to sell this tournament. You know, it's just... I just think it's... um. I think it's it, it's I just think it's pathetic and and I mean that from and listen Qatar have their way right they have their way they have their beliefs they have all that but at the end of the day they're getting a the tournament they, 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 everyone knows what comes with that tournament you're gonna you're gonna get people of all 
race, colour, creed turning up, all beliefs. It's the world game. The world descends on your country, right? It'd be like, you know, it'd be like, um, I don't know, giving it to another country that don't like black people, right? And then, yeah, we can we have the World Cup, but you don't like black people. Oh, well, yeah, but we'd be fine. And then saying two days before, well, no, hold on, they're not allowed in. Like, it's just, it's it's fucking mad. Like, you know what I mean? German FA yeah. called foul on timing. They said FIFA were informed on the double change of rules happened in the last 40 hours with Chris Golden. It's just, um, it's, I just think it's, I just think it's yeah, ridiculous. Sure. And I actually think that if, if Qatar had the time back, they wouldn't host the World Cup. It hasn't played out for them like the way they thought it was going to be. This but how can it play out? Like, what way did they want it to play out? I thought, that, I, I'd say they thought they were going to, um, some type of a form of sports washing. This is our great country. Look at our great stadiums. Look at the event we can put on. Blah, blah, blah. blah. All it's done is it's put the, the whole world is watching them and it's to shine the light on them. It's yeah, all but criticism like, and it's wasted two hundred billion. There'll be no legacy from this World Cup. And no, there'll be no legacy whatsoever. It, it actually, do you know what? It'll actually do damage to um, a World Cup being hosted in that part of the world for a long time. I think. Yeah, because it's just, Arabia, like, if you look at all the issues that if you look at all the issues that have come up, they're only gonna if if you if you go if you go to that part of the world again, they're only gonna come up again. Plus. Football associations are going to go, hold on, we're, if we're going, and listen, I've no problem with the World Cup being wherever they want to fucking play it, but the whole world descends on you. The reason, or what should be the reason for you hosting the World Cup is that you are able to welcome whoever wants to show up, right? Once, within reason, like if people are showing up and being arseholes, fair enough, you know what I mean, you deal with them. But the whole idea is that you are able to host anything that comes at you from all corners of the world, and you're meant to be the best host. The world is host. You know what I mean? If you're hosting a if you're hosting a party in your house on New Year's Eve, and you start fucking discriminating against people as they come to the door, you're not a great host, are you? You know what I mean? It's yeah. but I I think for me, I think um, I think the players should have just worn their armbands and called it out. Yeah, we could be looking at Saudi Arabia 2038. Do you know what I think? Do you know what I think could happen? I think you might see a team that haven't got a chance to qualify from the third game, and a player will um, a, a, a player do will wear the band. Yeah, yeah. You just go out, or the whole team will do it. Someone will do it. And I think it'd be Denmark brilliant. Fairly vociferous around the whole World Cup. So it'd be interesting to see what Denmark do. Well, what, what I'm saying is like. Uh, people saying like, um, "Well, do it, do it now, do it now," <clears throat> but you don't know where they end up. Like, they could get thrown out of the World Cup. You don't know how mad this is gonna get. You know what I mean? But yeah. you might find someone at the end going, "Listen, we're not going through here. Everyone's wearing the armbands." And if you go on the pitch and he books them all, has to take it off, and you refuse to, and he has to send them all off. The players just walk just on and go, "Right, grass. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. We're out anyway. Focus, and we make we make a." We make a stand in this way. Now, maybe that's not good enough for some people because people want it done right at the start. And I kind of see both sides of the arguments, but to, to pull that rule this morning was um, pathetic from FIFA. But this is what you're dealing with now, isn't it? It's just, you know, it's... it's they don't... They represent... They represent fuck all, like, let's be honest. After Infantino's speech, the Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything is possible with FIFA. Yeah. And you know what... Um, do, do you know what? All their shows will have all their shows in the World Cup will have one love on the screen, um, and it's not a publicity stunt. Stunt. It's nothing like that. Um, we're just decided today that, well, we can put it on the screen. What are you going to do? Turn off our YouTube channel? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you know, <laughs> um, but no, one love will be on the screen. Um, let me see. Let me see. Anything has to do do do. Um, let me see. Um, I'm just reading through the comments before I go. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people call it virtual signal and stuff like that, but um, 
look, it's 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 one of those uh, it's one of those things where you might you might see something come up um, in the next of You never know. You never know. Someone could like all the group games haven't been played. Denmark fella could come out and go, I'm wearing it. Yeah, I'll take yeah. the book. No problem. Do you know what I mean? Um they might absolutely do that. They could they could end up fucking putting the third keeper in goal, making him captain, getting him booked, take him off the pitch and put their keeper yeah, in goal. Five subs. Yeah. yeah, they could do something like that. Yeah. Um but look, it was a good day's football. Um there was some good goals, there was some good games. Um, there's loads of injury time. There's, there's been fucking mad amounts of injury time. The game has gone on for fucking all night. Um, and but overall, I think it was a good day's football. And and hopefully, you know what, one or two people over there are still, um, you know, supporting that one love campaign and stuff like that. And and not only that, they're they're, they're just being themselves, and that's what you should be in a World Cup. And I don't think it's the end of it. I think you're probably right. I think they're probably looking at it now, going, "There's no legacy off this." Um, we're not coming out of this in a good light, and look, that's just that's just where that's where the country is, and that's that's what you have to that's what you should expect when you're torn up there. Um, as I said, watch along for the rest of the week. Uh, France, Australia tomorrow, uh, Belgium, Canada Wednesday, Brazil, Serbia Thursday, England, USA Friday. Kevin, Christian, most yeah. of them. Um, of a few more. Um, I've one or two that I have to confirm. And like tomorrow, you have got Chris and Matt doing your... Today the World Cup will be tomorrow. Chris and Matt. Keith and Chris on Wednesday. Me and yourself again on Thursday after Brazil play. Um, Friday, um, we have to confirm who's on there. But look, um, we're trying to bring you as many shows as you can. Um, Hit the like button. Subscribe if you can. You know all the stuff. The link for Lydia is in the description. Go and check that out. Next week, we'll be giving away all our free uh, LFCDT beanie hats. We'll be giving them away live on shows and in the comments afterwards and stuff like that. we spread out as much as we can amongst people that listen in different ways. Um, Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we'll, we'll meet you again you on too, Thursday. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'll be here yeah. Thursday. Yeah, 100%. Thanks a million for everyone for watching. Um yeah, it's been a good show. Been a good day's football. We'll be all back at it tomorrow. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.